hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. And today I want to talk about how to manage the anxiety you feel when your smaller clothes no longer fit you. So maybe you have gained weight as part of recovery, maybe you are your body is kind of like normalizing more around its set point and you are grieving being in that smaller body and it can be so tempting to want to lose weight and go back again. Now I think what's really important to say here is when we're talking about being in a sm- in smaller clothes, in a smaller body, you know, for some people that might have meant being very, very thin, very emaciated. For other people, that may not be so. And I guess the goal here is for you to be thinking about yourself as an individual and where is your own personal body's happy point? Because if you may be holding on to clothes that society tells you should be the right size for you. You may have got a lot of praise when you fitted into those clothes. You may have not looked as though you had an eating disorder or disordered eating, but actually you know yourself that to maintain that lower weight, you had to, you know, have lots of disordered eating behaviors which weren't actually healthy for you. And maybe you you experienced a lot of symptoms of starvation. So I think it's just really important to Think about where is your happy place for your body? Where is your set point? And you may not even know that yet. It's a bit of a journey. Okay, so what to do though when your smaller clothes no longer fit? Now, I remember myself having a pair of tiny jeans that I could genuinely really only fit into on what I would have called a good day when I was at my absolute smallest, probably when I was quite dehydrated, um, not really eating enough, not even breathing properly to be honest with you and um, I couldn't sit down in very comfortably for a long time however they became this sort of symbol of distorted achievement and a measure of success of the pursuit of thin and every time I would go to the wardrobe I would see them hanging up there and mourn the nostalgic days of thinness and have a wave of desire to shrink myself back down again. Now, looking back, it almost seems a bit bizarre and ridiculous to be wanting to punish myself back into a clothing size that was in no shape or form where my body was happy. But I did hang on to them for too long and I tortured myself with these difficult thoughts. And finally, when I did get rid of them once and for all, it actually brought so much more freedom and peace because I wasn't having this like daily trigger of going to the wardrobe and seeing them there and then that kind of sending me off down the rabbit hole of all those different thoughts about what was wrong with my body and kind of feeling guilty, etc. And also I'm sure other people listening to this will relate to this, that I would sometimes try them on and of course they didn't fit at all. And then that would be another whole reason to punish myself and to push myself into a real cycle of self-loathing. So getting rid of them was very, very freeing and absolutely the right decision. But how do you get to the point of coming to that acceptance? Because I think as well, sometimes um, you may have spent a lot of money on a smaller wardrobe and you don't want to just get rid of these clothes. It might feel that you're very attached to them. 
and also there may just be part of you that genuinely feels that one day you want to be back in that smaller body okay even though part of you might really recognize actually to maintain that it was just not a sustainable good place for me so how do you get to the point of this greater acceptance so i think number one is accepting the grief okay so you are mourning a relationship with your eating disorder and your smaller body so any relationship that ends even when it's toxic can bring a lot of ways of sadness longing nostalgia and grief and that is all part of the complexity of emotion that is part of being a human being so you can simultaneously grieve the eating disorder and your smaller body and you can also decide not to return down this road though okay so i think you can hold those two sets of feelings and that can feel very conflicting and uncomfortable but it's okay it's part of the process no one's just expecting you just to suddenly develop complete acceptance and just come to terms with the fact that maybe you're not going back to that smaller body grieving is part of the process so it's like standing at a crossroads and i say this a lot to many of my clients so you might see the old familiar road luring you back you know the kind of thinner body the eating disorder and you might feel so tempted to walk that road again and you might feel longing for certain aspects of that experience maybe it feels really safe and really known and maybe people stepped in and cared for you more maybe there's some parts of being smaller that were very very appealing however even though you feel that longing you don't take the road because ultimately although it can feel very seductive you know that it doesn't lead to a happy place in fact it leads to a lot of misery even though it can feel very magnetic and safe so instead allow yourself to experience the grieving allow yourself the sadness allow yourself all the feelings that come up when you are thinking about letting go of your eating disorder letting go of the smaller body but at the same time as feeling those feelings turn the other way and walk the road less traveled so it's going to feel scary and unfamiliar there are going to be some bumps in the road but also it's brighter freer you have a bounce in your step there is light there is hope and you keep going and you're occasionally going to look back wistfully at the old road but you know that it's not for you so i think it's just really giving yourself permission you can long for it you can grieve it you can have those thoughts sometimes about wishing you could go back to the safety of your eating disorder but you have now chosen a different path and actually the different path it's going to ultimately lead you to a much more fulfilling place. It's going to actually lead you to a place where you're much more in line with your values, where you have more energy, where you have more peace. And even if you're not there yet, you can keep putting one foot in front of the other. So to help with this, number two, remember why you are recovering in the first place. So there are wonderful, memorable reasons as to why you're recovering in the first place. So you probably have a long list of negatives in relation to the eating disorder, the physical aspects, the emotional, the social, the small bubble that become your world. You are isolated probably and lonely. You're probably cold and tired and weary and you had a half life. And at some point you decided that you'd had enough of all of this, that you were going to walk in a different direction. And there are things drawing you forward towards recovery as well. You might want to be more present in your daily life. You might want to go traveling. 
You might want to spend quality time with your children, to go out for a meal, to laugh, to have energy, to study or work on your career, to have experiences and to enjoy and immerse yourself in them rather than being dis distracted and detached by the eating disorder bubble. So remember why you started in the first place. Have your vision board, your goals, your hopes and dreams within your sight daily. Remember that shrinking your body also shrinks your world. Okay, so just keep very focused. Remember the costs, remember why you started in the first place and also remember what you're moving towards and all the different opportunities and things that are gonna open up for you. Okay, time for a very quick short advertisement break. Have you had a lifelong struggle with your weight and gone down the surgery route? Have you been caught in the diet cycle, losing and gaining the same weight repeatedly? And perhaps you pinned all of your hopes on bariatric surgery, but only to realize that head hunger, food noise, and emotional eating have returned along with a fear of weight gain. You're not alone on the Gastric Mindset Podcast. Safi shares real life stories from people who have had weight loss surgery and she interviews experts to help you understand the deep rooted psychological and behavioral aspects that make it achievable to find long term weight loss success. Weight loss success. Safi is eight years post-op and a therapeutic practitioner who's passionate about making psychological support accessible to all. The Gastric Mindset podcast is out every Friday and can be found on all major podcast platforms. So number three, have a big clothes sort out. Now I myself, I love a good declutter and it's something I've really got into in recent years. I didn't used to be very good at throwing things out because I always thought, oh, I'm going to need this item for some random event in the future. But now I love the thought of someone else getting joy out of the item. And that is just from simply decluttering my house. <laughs> and that has included my wardrobe. So it could be the same with clothes. Holding on to clothes can provide the fantasy that one day we might go back. But if they're taking up space in your closet or drawers, then you're going to see them regularly. You might be triggered, just as I was with my old jeans. And you might even be sabotaging yourself by trying them on and beating yourself up, as I was doing. Not helpful at all. So by getting rid of the old, smaller clothes, you're actually freeing yourself and making a powerful statement about change. So get rid of them, donate them, recycle them, sell them even. You know, if you spent some money on some clothes, sell them on. There are a lot of people out there, you know, using apps like Vinted and things like that who will be dying to have your clothes. So, and throw them out even if they're just no good for anyone, not for you or anyone else. Now, if it's tricky to do this alone, get a friend to help you, put on some music, have a good catch up, make it into a bit of an event. And once you've sorted the clothes in the various piles, Joyfully get rid of them there and then, and don't leave them hanging around the house. Okay, number four, choose clothes you love that fit the body you have now. Now, trying to squeeze into small clothes that are too small for you, it's the worst body image trigger ever. And if you're wearing something that's too tight or uncomfortable, you're not going to feel good. Now, I know this myself. I know sometimes even if I just wear something that is just a little bit too tight, it is just such a trigger for poor body image. And on the whole, I tend to wear things that are much more kind of flowing and comfortable and things that I really love and feel good in. But actually comfort is a major, major thing for me as well as hopefully looking reasonably okay as well. <laughs> um, so choose clothes that you like and that 
fit the body you have now. And if you're in a transition phase of weight change, you might just want to buy a few things to tide you over so you don't have a huge financial expenditure and then have to buy more clothes later on. So think as well about styles and color of clothing that you like. And I massively enjoy expressing myself through my clothes, with my leopard furs, my colorful dresses, my big boots, A-line skirts, fitted tops. I dress for my body, I dress my comfort and style. And I also buy clothes that don't need ironing and a minimal fuss, but make me feel cool. So, and I'm sure my cool is not a lot of people's cool, but peace and love, you know, as long as you are happy and you like what you're wearing, that's what's important. So my style won't be your style, but you can begin to experiment and find your own. And it doesn't matter if you don't know where to start, maybe even start with a piece of jewelry or underwear that you like. And if it helps, take someone shopping with you who you trust, who is really a great support and who's understanding about the challenges of dressing in recovery. Okay, and number five, change the story. So I think often what we can do in recovery is we look back longingly at old photos on our phones when we were in our smaller body, wearing your old clothes, and we look at these photos with a rose-tinted nostalgia. Now the human brain can be very good at glamorizing and being seduced by the old memories, imagining the perfection and bliss experienced back then, whilst in reality, there was probably an abundance of detrimental costs, coldness, dizziness, food preoccupation, isolation, and really a pretty grim reality. So really make sure that you are not doing that whole nostalgic thing. Because as human beings, we always do it. You know, if we've got like an ex-partner or something, we can, even if that relationship ended because it was very, very toxic, we can still look back and like long for that relationship look at it through rose-tinted glasses, forget all the reasons why we ended it in the first place, and the same can just happen with your smaller body, with your eating disorder. So just be really careful then, just recognise in a way, yeah, my brain sometimes is just a bit emotional, it's getting a bit nostalgic, this does not mean that I have to follow that nostalgic route. Also really change the story around separating thinness from weight. Now, most of us, I think, genuinely value health. We want to look after ourselves physically and mentally, but this means being healthy for your own body. Never mind if the world is praising you and telling you that you look amazing even though you're actually starving. So if you're genuinely starving and suffering from limiting your food, that is the reality of your situation. So even if someone around you is saying, oh my God, you look so amazing, that's not really something to be listening to, okay? That, that external praise is not your truth. It's not authentic to you. And I know this is all really, really hard because of, of course, we all want love and acceptance and to feel that people like us, you know, that they accept us, that we're kind of part of the tribe, etc., etc. And in the toxic culture, it's very, very um, seductive to get led down that path of pursuing thinness to the detriment of our health. So really, really, really important to start to change the story because of diet culture isn't going away any anytime soon, sadly, although things are changing, I'm very passionate about that. So you need to get firmly rooted in your own lane, firmly rooted with your own values, firmly rooted in your own kind of personal recovery, firmly rooted in valuing the things around your health that are genuinely important. So it's not just about being thin, is it? it, Health is so much more than that. And I think it's about just really getting in your own lane and being very honest with yourself about this. 
So change that emotional response. Be realistic, be honest with yourself. And I know for myself today, if I see a very thin person walking past me on the street, or perhaps I see someone not eating at lunchtime when everyone's tucking into their sandwiches, I'm not going to be idealizing or glamorizing this situation. I'm gonna be thinking, oh, I wonder if that person is okay. You know, I wonder what's going on for them because actually the fact that they are perhaps looking that way, perhaps that they're not able to eat with other people, there's probably some real struggle going on there. And I think it's really helpful that we can start to sort of flick that switch and start to change the emotional response because of if the alternative is, that if we automatically see someone missing a meal or we see them looking thinner that we tend to glamorize that and idealize that that's not going to help us on our journey it's not going to help the kind of collective consciousness and education in society when we continue we're continuing to praise diet culture and value all those things okay so i hope it's given you some ideas number one accept the grief number two remember why you're recovering in the first place really get focused on the costs really get focused on where you're going. Have a big sort out of your clothes, you know, recycle, sell on, throw out anything that's just not good for anyone. And um, imagine someone else just really enjoying your clothes, um, you know, and get yourself something that is good for you. So yeah, that is my number four actually, choose clothes that you love for your body now. And number five, change the emotional response, change the story. And good luck with all of this. I know it's not easy. It can be very, very challenging in eating disorder recovery, but it can be so therapeutically and energetically helpful, though, to have a good clear out in this way. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Your last chance to get a ticket if you want to come to our Inspiring Prevention of Eating Disorders and Body Image Issues on this weekend, Saturday the 30th of September. Go to the link in the show notes or you can go to my bio on Instagram at the Eating Disorder Therapist underscore. If you're not following me on Instagram already, do seek me out, the Eating Disorder Therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.